0: I pray in the name of Jesus right now that God would open up his word to you and allow you to see him and to know him and to know his will that you might glorify him and that you might walk in faith and power each and every day, especially today in Jesus name. Good morning. Welcome to Lake Community Church's morning Bible study. We're in Exodus chapter 23 and uh, we're coming across a interesting passage. I don't think, I think it's, I think it's fabulous, but it, it's a deep thing. It's a deep understanding. So I don't want you to. I don't want you to get the wrong idea. I'm trying my best this morning to uh, explain it in such a way that it make you understand it in its depth, and not uh, think of it the way the Jews oftentimes uh, began to think about it, and uh, was pretty prevalent in the day of Jesus. What they understood was is that if you are a blessed person, you must be blessed by God, and so you must be doing right. And that is not the principle that is being taught here. That is not what's going on. The principle that's going on here is a principle whereby God begins to take care of your business because you're taking care of his business, because you're you're doing the things that he has told you to do, and you can begin to not have concern about the things that a normal person in normal life would have concern about. Uh, you can begin to place those things in his hands because you've begun to focus your life and focus who you are on the things that that God uh, has for you to do God has instructed you to do the commissionings that he's given you and this passage oftentimes is it's not a it's not a passage that is is talked very much. it has a parallel passage actually the parallel passage is in the book of Malachi and it Malachi goes back to this promise that god has made and says if you'll do what you're supposed to be doing many of the things that are mentioned here malachi mentions and says god will take care of your business if you begin to take care of his business and remember remember in in verse in the first part of this passage he tells them listen carefully verse 22 to what he says meaning jesus the angel of the lord and do all that I say. Notice, listen to what Jesus says. Do all that I have commanded you, and meaning follow my law. Do what I say. He, he says, and I will be an enemy to your enemies, and will, will oppose uh, those who oppose you. Notice, God saying, I'm going. You're going to put yourself. Oftentimes, uh, the thought was that it's obvious that God is on this person's side. And we think that all the time. God must be blessing this person and be on his side, and he must be doing things right. That's not, that is not what is taught in scripture. What is taught in scripture is that we do what God has told us to do. We follow his commissionings, his commandments, his instructions. We walk with him in the way he's told us. And that notice as I walk with him, I'm not, he's not on my side. I'm on his side. I, I begin to, uh, do the things and become the things that God wants me to be, and so I, He doesn't join me; I join Him. That that was one of those uh, ideas that was taught in 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 the Bible study that came out about thirty years ago called Experiencing God. And what it says is, where find where God's working and join Him in that work. The best way to find where God's working is to do what God has told you to do follow his commissionings. And we know in the new Testament, that means to love him, to love uh, our neighbors as ourselves and love each other. As we love each other, as he's loved us self-sacrificial love. If we start doing that, then we join God's side because we join him in his love. We join him in his, in, in the essence of his character. And we no longer are working off the, the aspect of his character, which is justice and truth and holiness, Although we are holy and we're doing all that, but we're no longer in that. We're not on no, no longer in that department. We're in the department of love, and uh, God. <clears throat> as we join Him in that department, uh, we don't have to. We don't have to be disciplined and and things like that because we're not walking according to our own flesh. We're walking according to the Spirit, and so we don't have to. We don't have to worry and be in doubt and fear and all that kind of stuff because we're not in that. And so when we do that, when we join God in what he's doing, when we join God in the works that he's about, when we begin to be a part of that, he gives certain promises. And I'm telling you, these promises are neat. They're not only neat because they're uh, in the Bible, but they're neat because they're, they, they can carry a lot. They carry a lot of weight. Notice in verse 25, he says, worship the Lord your God. Now, don't not only keep his commandments, but then he takes it to another level. He says, I I want you to not just do the things I've told you to do. I want you to worship me. And let me tell you, worship is a work. Worship is an effort. And worship is a desire to be with God. And worship is a recognition of who God is. And worship requires me to lay the things of the world down and begin to think on the spiritual level. And let me tell you something. That's not an easy thing to do. It's a very difficult thing to do. It's not an easy thing to do to worship the Lord your God and to begin to put yourself in the spiritual mindset. Begin to think about things from a kingdom perspective and not from a personal or a a daily situational momentary perspective. It's a it's really a eternal perspective and not a and not a uh, a temporal or momentary perspective. And so. It takes work. it takes it's, 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 a, it's a difficult task. It's not something that's easily done. That's why he, he has us set aside a whole day for it. We say he sets aside a day for us to physically uh, engage gauge him in worship, to spiritually tie in and unite with him in completeness for our heart and our mind to be exercised toward him and I mean that in in a real way to be exercised. We, our passions are, are welled up toward God. Our mind is focused on God. These are deep spiritual things that we do when we worship him. And then when we worship him, obviously, it's a day of rest. We go home and eat and many times take a nap. And the reason we do that is because a spiritual, a spiritual exercising of our faith and what God's doing is difficult. It's a hard thing. It's a deep spiritual. It's a struggle. He says, if you'll do that, his blessing will be on your food and water, meaning the angel of the Lord. Notice, don't have to worry about the essence of su- sustaining life. And oftentimes a lot of people are worried about just the day-to-day making it. He says, I'm going to take care of the day-to-day making it. I'm going I'm to make sure that your your food and water are blessed. Notice not, we've joined God in his side and he's blessing our food and water. He's not blessing our food and water so that we will be on his side. It's a natural part of walking with him. And when you see someone you perceive to be blessed, don't account that that's what it is. Make sure that you see that they are walking with God. That's what's going on there. He said, I'll take away sickness from among you. Now, what he's not saying that I'm going to make you never have a sniffles, never have any of that, that you're going to be all the time. But he does say that you won't constantly be plagued by sickness and the pain that comes with that that's if you worship me that's if you join me in what's going on he says i will take away sickness from among you and none will miscarry or be barren in your land wow that's another thing he he he's saying i am going to add to you what is life we are, are one of our main leaders in our government this week was quoting the deco- the uh uh, Declaration of Independence, we hold these truths to be self-evident, self-evident, and all men are created equal and endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. Those are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And what she left out, endowed by our creator and endowed with these rights, which are, and all she used is liberty and happiness and not life. That, that is a telltale sign that you're leaving God out and you're leaving the primary right that we're endowed by our creator for, and that is life. And what does he say here? He says, I'm going to provide life. You're not only going to have uh, sustenance, but I'm going to give you the essence of life here. And he says, none will miscarry or be barren in your land. And I'll give you a full lifespan. Meaning I'm going to allow you to live to an age that is full for you. Not take your life or not see uh, your life cut short. And uh, these are promises that are amazing. And if you'll look around and find people that you really perceive to have worshiped God, have begun to follow him in his will and his way in the community, you'll oftentimes see somebody that lives far beyond their their that what would have naturally been their lifespan. Now, you, I'm not talking about just measuring them up with uh, somebody else who may genetically have lived 20 years longer anyway. I'm talking about somebody who shouldn't have lived near as long as they did. And you'll see that. You'll oftentimes see that people living far beyond what they normally would have lived had it not been for them joining God in what he's doing in the world that they're in. He says, I don't cut short that lifespan. In fact, I might extend it because of their obedience and because of their love for me and their love for each other and their worship. He says, I'll send a terror ahead of you and throw into confusion every nation you encounter notice those who would seek to undermine or destroy you because of me i'm going to i'm going to make them fearful of you they're going to be concerned about coming after you and let me tell you something i can tell you many many stories about this but but i'll hold them back because it's important you need to know god will have your back when you're on his side when you're doing what he's doing when you're joining him in ministry he will take care of things that you never even know about and sometimes every once in a while he'll give you a glimpse of the things that he's doing to take care of you and to make sure that the enemy is not only afraid of what you may be doing and worried about it but will be totally confused and their efforts to subvert you will fall on their face quickly because it does bring about confusion, fear brings about confusion, fear brings about disorder. And so he says, I'm going to drive them into fear. He says, I'll make all your enemies turn their backs and run. And we see that we see oftentimes they may stand initially, they may seem more powerful than we can ever imagine. They may seem like they're going to take us out and we have, we don't have the power to stand up against them. And then all of a sudden. Boom, they're just, they're running, they're fleeing because the fear and the confusion that comes from God. And let me say this, God's saying, I've got your back when you're on my side. When you have joined me, I take care of the enemies before you. I take care of the things that uh, are the essence of your life. I take care of who you are and what's going on with you. He says, I will send the hornet ahead of you to drive out the Hibbites and Canaanites and Hittites, out of your way. Notice all these Canaanite peoples that we see mentioned here. I use the word even though there's Canaanites there, Hivites, Canaanites, and Hittites. I use that word because the Canaanite is the general term for the people who lived in the promised land. The Hittites were a large empire that stretched all the way up into Mesopotamia. But he says, I'm going to drive out all these people. And they're a picture of the demonic power that that Controls the promised land before we step in and walk with God and take the promised land that God has for us. He says, "I'm going to drive them out. I'm going to send the hornet. Meaning, I'm going to send someone. I, I really believe this is an angel that pecks and stings and drives them out and says, you 'You can't stay here. They just they for some reason you've been, been around somebody who just can't stay. They can't they can't do what they need to be doing. They're just sitting there and they got to get out.'" That's what he's talking about. These people are going to get out. They're going to get out of your way and allow, allow the way to be made open and clear. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth and the life. He's got a path for you. He's going to drive out the blockages and the roadblocks that would keep you from being able to move forward in his kingdom. He said, but I won't drive them out in a single year. Notice he's not going to give you just complete victory right in the moment. And there's a reason for it. Why? because the land would become desolate and wild animals too numerous for you. What he's saying is I'm not going to drive them out all together at one time. I'm going to drive them out as you move along and begin to take control and take power over the blessings that I'm giving you. I'm going to move them out of the way and uh, get them out of the way as you move forward. Sometimes you've just got to take those steps. That alludes to that crossing of the Jordan River when the priest had to put their feet in the river, the first time when they crossed a major water source, God just opened the waters for them. But now that he's revealed himself to them, now that he's been walking with them and been, been tabernacling or been, been t- making a camp with them for this period of time, when they get to the Jordan River, they have to take the steps of faith. And the waters only go back as their feet touch the water. A lot of times in your life, God removes the things that he knows you're just never going to move forward if he doesn't remove them. But there does come a time when you have to begin to push ahead. And as you push ahead, you're going to find that the doors that seem to be so big and unable to be opened, they just open real easy, but you do have to move up close to them and push on them. And that's what happens here. He says, I'm not just going to open it up wide open and drive them out without you having the ability Having the maturity, having the uh, faith to move and take those territories. Not going to just drive them out to drive them out for driving them out's sake, if that's even a good phrase. But I'm not going to take get rid of them just to get rid of them. I'm going to get rid of them as you move and take possession of the territory that I have for you. He says, little by little, I'll drive them out before you until you have increased enough to take possession of the land and remember every time you think of land think of the promises of god the land is it represents israel and it represents the promises of god and so he says i'm going to drive them out little by little until you have increased enough and i want you to think of increases as the number of people for them but for you it'd be the increase of your faith the increase of your love the increase of your uh passion for me uh, as those things increase I'm going to drive them out so that you can take more and more possession of the promises I have for you. And I want you to see that that God does bless his people. There is blessing that comes from him. There's physical blessing. There's sustenance blessing. There is taking territory that is a blessing that comes from him. There is God sustaining life, but you have to do what he says and you have to worship him. And if you'll do that, you join him in what he's doing. And when you join God in what he's doing, you get his best. You get his best. And you're you're getting his best because his best is all around him. And you're on his side. And you're in his camp. And you're a part of his plan. And when we do that, there's a lot of promises that go along with that. And we need to learn how to engage God in those things. And we need to learn how to walk in those things. I pray that, that would be the case for you. I know it will be. I know you're struggling with these ideas and struggling with God in situations that I can't even imagine. But I do bless. I I do believe that God is going to bless you. I do believe that God is going to anoint you with power. I do believe God is going to give you his wisdom. And I do believe God is going to prepare his way for you. And if you will just struggle with him, I promise you, he will struggle with you and he will make you come to understand who he is. And I pray that'll be the case for everyone who hears this. As you go today, I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you, that he'll make his face to shine upon you, and that he will give you hope and peace today in Jesus' name.